a made-up friend called Seth, who accompanied Nan most places, around the house and garden, up and down the hilly streets of Katoomba, and whom Nan addressed in a low, sweet voice, offering confidences and asking Seth's opinion on anything to do with family. When Lily was little, this had somehow seemed quite natural. "'Who's Seth?' she'd asked. "'An old friend, dear. "'A girl? Is she a girl, Nan?' Yes, she is. You can't tell from that name, can you? You can't tell if she's a boy or girl. No, you can't. And you can't see her. Is she invil... um... invilable? Invisible, dear. Yes, Seth's invisible. These days, at seventeen, Lily found her grandmother's companion unsettling. Could Nan, in the nicest possible way, of course, actually be a little bit... Daffy? Though, who wouldn't be Daffy if they'd been married to Pop for more than fifty years? Pop was short and loud and sturdy, red-faced, even when he wasn't shouting. Pop bristled. He wore his grey hair in the kind of spiky crew-cut that reminded you of cops and soldiers, and the kind of people who glared at migrants in the street and told them to go back where they came from. Pop had actually been a cop once, though never a soldier, because he had flat feet. And Lily thought he was a bit of a racist too. Or at least the sort of reactionary old person who thought a decent Aussie was the best kind of person in the world. Lily quickened her step. She was very close to home now. Just three more houses and she'd reached the corner of her own street, Roslyn Avenue. And always as she reached this corner, Lily would stop dead. She'd close her eyes and count to five, slowly, before she turned into her street. She knew it was ridiculous, the kind of thing a very little kid would do, like skipping cracks or crossing the road to avoid a black cat in your path. And yet, Lily couldn't stop herself. She had to do it, because when turning that corner, she was always seized by a panic that the house would be gone, nothing left of it except a pile of smoking dust and ashes and a thin trickle of smoke rising up above the trees of Roslyn Avenue and escaping into the sky. And this was all Pop's fault, just as he'd been the one responsible for Lonnie's leaving home last January. Pop hated their house. He said it was a dump. He said it was unsanitary and falling down, though not falling fast enough for him. I could burn it down for you, he kept on offering. When you're out, of course, you'd get a fortune for the land, and with the insurance you could buy yourself a really decent place. Something fit for human habitation. No thanks, Lily always told him, and her mum would murmur, smiling at him. Oh, Dad, really. He'd never do it, Mum said, but Lily wasn't quite so sure. There was something unpredictable about Pop, even though he was so old. Hadn't he threatened Lonnie with an axe? Told him that if he dropped out of one more course or one more job, he'd feel the edge of it. What kind of grandfather was that anyway? Grandfathers were supposed to be kind and understanding, sympathetic to their grandchildren's problems, weren't they? Lonnie hadn't even done anything, nothing out of the ordinary that was. He was simply being his same old useless self. And all at once, Pop had lost his block completely. One, two, three, four, five.
counted Lily, and she stepped bravely round the corner into Rosalind Avenue, where she saw at once, as she always did, that the house was still standing. There it was, porch sagging, paint peeling, the windows crowded so thickly with ivy that even at the height of summer there was hardly any light inside. Mummy, I want to go home, the small daughter of a charity collector had bellowed a few days earlier, when Mum had asked them into the house while she went in search of her purse. This is the witch's cottage. It was like the witch's cottage, Lily thought, and yet she loved every crack and cranny of it, every leak and stain. Is that stain on the ceiling of my room still there? Lonnie had asked the last time she talked to him on the telephone at the boarding house for gentlemen where he was living now. The one shaped like a cauliflower. Of course it is. You know...